Welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. Join Dr. Frank Anderson and Lisa Berry in exploring new ways to live in this chaotic world and find peace and joy in the most unlikely places. Hi, and welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. I'm Lisa Berry here with Dr. Frank Anderson. Episode 43 of the Big Fun journey of a oh, I love it. Yeah, you awareness. Said, <laughs> I love it. You said that last time, the big fun journey, and we, we had that term, the big fun journey, because we have been working on exploring awareness and exploring ourselves and exploring this great opportunity that we have to see things fully and clearly and and enjoy the freedom that it provides. And that's what awareness is all about, really, isn't it? it? It is. It is all about that. And for people that have joined us on the journey up till now, we're on episode 43 and we're still going strong and we still find new and fresh things to talk about. We started out with mindfulness and kind of mindfulness techniques that we use to open up to something deeper. And uh, we've explored so many different aspects of mindfulness and awareness and and living a life that's yours and authentic. And I know, Lisa, you keep listening to tapes and videos and come up with all kinds of great questions and insights. And and every week or so, we are discussing them and getting down to the nitty gritty. Well, wouldn't you say that awareness is just another word for mindfulness? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, the word mindfulness is used a lot for a lot right. of different things. Yeah. And when I first started out meditating too, you know, I used that word mindfulness. But the more I work with that word mindfulness and, and hear it used out in the world, I really discovered that in order to be mindful, there's a quality or a perspective that, that gets awakened in a person. And that is awareness. So the awareness is what allows someone to be mindful. You could be mindful in how much flour you put in a cup or, you know, how your recipes being mindful. That could still be kind of a mental activity. But when we're talking about deep mindfulness, We're really talking about the ability to be aware of everything that's happening in the present moment. And I think that's something we hear all the time. You know, when you're growing up and be aware of your surroundings, you hear that, don't you? But And you don't think of it as a deep, mindful experience. But when you kind of break it down and you become aware that you're being aware, then I think that changes everything. Yeah, because awareness... You know, at one level is just being alert, you know, knowing what's going on. But we're talking about a deeper awareness, you know, an awareness that's the felt sense. And so being mindful of the present moment or being aware of everything that's happening in the present moment, which includes not just in your breath, but your body and your thoughts and your emotions, and everything that's gone into those thoughts and emotions, your whole life experience, you know, you can, that's why it's a big fun journey, because no longer are we just acting like a a robot or a reaction, 
to things. On autopilot. Auto, yeah, autopilot. We're actually like taking things apart and looking at them. And and uh, and sometimes it can be a little scary at first, but it becomes a big, fun journey because it opens up so many possibilities way beyond what we thought when for, we started. For me, being aware means opening your mind and opening your eyes and opening your heart, which I consider myself a pretty open-hearted person anyway. But because of these conversations and you think, oh, awareness, you know, what does that mean? But because of it, now I'm aware how much I hear about awareness. Yeah. 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 I had that same experience as well. So I'll tell you what I've been hearing about a lot lately is loving awareness. I keep every time I turn around or open a book or listen to a meditation, someone's talking about loving awareness. And I thought, well, that's a sign. That's something we need to talk about. Is is that something you're familiar with? Yeah, it is actually. You know, I just finished up that two-year course, the Jack Cornfield and Tara Brock, the Mindfulness Meditation Teacher Certification Program. And, you know, if people are ever interested in being a mindfulness teacher, I would highly recommend looking into that course. It's fantastic. And I kept hearing Jack Cornfield talking and and Tara Brock both using that word loving awareness, almost in the place of mindfulness, Hmm. right? It kind of gets closer to what we're talking about. And one thing I always say to people, you know, you could do mindful, you know, profit making and mindful war planning. And, you know, mindfulness was just about concentrating and being present to like whatever that wouldn't be really what we're talking about when we've talked about exploring awareness we've talked about getting to a place in ourselves that opens up a space of of love and peace and joy and equanimity right so it isn't sterile it isn't just the ability to focus or concentrate. And it's never about the goal of getting rid of thoughts. It's for everything that's happening in the present moment to be accepted as it is, be aware of it. And, and in that act, there is a sense of, of love and self-compassion. And I think that's where you start to get this sense of loving awareness because it's loving the present moment loving what is no matter what it is because there's if there's something that you don't really like happening in the present moment resisting it only causes more problems so Mm. you know being aware of what's happening in the present moment allows you then to move on from that and and respond you know, if, you, if something isn't going well, you may need to respond in a loving, compassionate way to keep moving forward. But if you're, if you resist it, you know, it doesn't go away. So, so there's this idea that if you could accept what's happening in the present moment, that there's a, a sense of, of love from that. So loving awareness, you know, peaceful awareness you know, compassionate awareness. There's a, there's something more to it than just pure concentration, pure being sterile or being totally objective or 
even separated from what's happening in the present moment. Mindfulness and what we're talking about goes a lot deeper than just concentration and focus. Does that make sense? Well, I'm going to walk it back a couple on a couple of things. First of all, one thing that I've learned, and I hope people listening have learned, is the difference between reacting and responding. Oh, yeah. Because something that you would think is bad happens, take a breath and respond versus re- react is like, you don't think about it, you just react and respond is like, well, okay, I'm going to be aware of what just happened and I'm going to think about how I respond to that. But not everything that happens, it's like then have a, a loving response is which I'm thinking I'm hearing your, you say. If something kind of crummy happens, can you still have a loving awareness response to it? Let's let's think of an example of a crummy thing <laughs> that could happen. You've got kids, right? Yeah. Sometimes they do things that disappoint you, or sometimes they you they do some something that you're like, oh, really? And but you want to respond, and then you're still kind of unhappy about what happened. So does it take a minute to have a loving response and to be loving, aware of what just went down? You know, my experience with that, especially when I was, you know, kids were younger, there there were times when I reacted mm-hmm. to things and could, you know, react with anger and disappointment. But it was definitely a reaction. And it was definitely ways that I've taught or thought was the right thing to do or, or just simply just a, a reaction. If you'd never become aware of it, Right, those reactions just persist, ah. and it's doesn't—it's not necessarily a loving thing. And you know, if someone, let's say, someone steals from the other kid, right? You know, one reaction can be anger and and right. and, and getting mad. And is that loving or is that? something that you just do by habit. What would be a a loving response to that? I got what you were saying about if you don't break that habit, you know, then if you're if you're not aware of how you're reacting versus responding all the time, that's where awareness comes in. Be aware that you're reacting versus responding and then kind of like break break that pattern. Right, there's a certain there's a difference between an unconscious reaction Right. The response. And you know, there still may be some anger involved with them. What what is the loving thing to do? Now you're not gonna right. just automatically yeah. accept that right. one kid is stealing or hurts another kid. You know, that's not acceptable. Now, and there's just different ways to deal with that. You can by being angry and, and yelling at kids, you're kind of reinforcing that whole energy in the first place. Mm. You know, by stopping and taking a breath and responding in ways that aren't aggressive and aren't blaming there's a there's a loving quality to that the the quality of response is different than an unconscious reaction okay now that's awesome so to to respond and to be aware and then having a loving response that is huge. That can really make a difference in, could in be. the energy that's going down at that moment or even in the child's future. Exactly. It still could be stern. It's like, look, you 
just stole from your brother. Your brother is upset. You did something wrong. We need to fix it. You know, there's something like that would be yeah. a response as opposed to you stole right, from right. your brother. And <laughs> right. Go to your room. You know what right. I mean? There's just, yeah. a, it's, it's subtle. And now it, I, I always like to talk about the how. Because having been a parent of three children, you know, we can say you should you should do this, you should do that, which I'm I'm not saying, but people can hear that. Right. Like, oh, you should be a you should be a loving parent. Well, there's a how to this. <laughs> and from my own experience, I know that the more I worked with the meditation practice, the more I connected mm. to the deeper sense, then these responses started to emerge. Mm -hmm. At first, I would react. Next, I would react. And then about five minutes later, I could, I should have responded this way. I would have wished this would have happened as opposed to that. Right? And then you practice more and then you react. And two minutes later, you realize that what the response should be. The more you practice, the less time it takes to where eventually it merges together. And so instead of reacting, you respond. And the better you'll feel and the happier you'll be that you were aware of what just happened and you were aware of, oh, you almost reacted, but you just gave it a little awareness and thought, what is the best way to respond to this situation? And that, man, that just decreases everything and makes it all a much more peaceful process, I think. Right, right, exactly. So, you know, sometimes couples get into habits where they're reacting. You know, a lot of times my wife will give me have a nice to-do list for me. And, uh, and maybe I've got some other plans. So, you know, you can imagine a scenario where someone might react aggressively, right. like, you know, I've got other things to do and right. blah, blah, blah. But I remember once I was on my way out and my wife had all these lists of things to do. And I'm like, you know, I love your energy and I love your enthusiasm, but right now I'll be doing something else. <laughs> and, she, and she laughed. <laughs> But, you know, instead of reacting like, no, I'm not going to do that right now. I'm going out. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, you have great energy and you love to get things done. And we'll we'll be able to take care of this. But right now I've got this plan to do this, you know, and, and that was actually worked out very well. It was a very honest and very clear kind of response as opposed to our reaction. Did you have to think about it or did it just come out? No, it came out. It came out. But I remember she was with her friend and her friend started cracking up. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, if we want peace, if we want to connect to our joy, then that's kind of how it needs to go, don't you think? Yes. Yeah, right. And it has to be kind of spontaneous and innate. Right. And I know that it's because of, of the, uh, the, the practicing and becoming more and more familiar with the place of awareness that this type of response can happen. Right? Well, even we talk about awareness and mindfulness, but really in this situation and many other situations, awareness is simply just stop, look, and listen. It's like stop and before you react and get all mad and get all worked up, 
just be aware of what just happened and be aware of your inclination to perhaps be angry. And like, do you really want to be angry? That's not a good feeling. I don't like being, I'm, I have an anti-anger thing. I don't like to feel anger and I don't like when other people are angry around me. So by being aware and having loving awareness and wanting to not have situations like that, you can, you don't have to, you can just be aware and take a breath and respond versus react. There's so much a reaction in the world right now too, because we see a lot of this modeled. And one of the reactions that I don't like these days is the cancel culture and the, and the ghosting. Yeah. You know, that just seems like uh, the thing to do. And that, that you hear about it all the time. And, and that is not, that's a reaction. Right. And not a, not a loving response. And again, you know, you don't have to agree with everybody, but there's a way to react and there's a way to respond. It's It's kind of an insight for me because sometimes I'll look at Facebook and I'll see how worked up and angry people are. And I think I'm so glad I don't look at life that way because I I don't want to live with myself if that's if that's how I am. And I don't want to uh, be around that kind of energy. So now that we talk about it, now that we're we're talking about it now, I'm realizing that's what that's what that is. That's the cancel culture and the ghosting and the anger. And I always just thought, I'm so glad I don't look at life that way. And now I know it's because I've learned awareness. Right, right. And the people that are doing this don't know uh, another way. I don't right, think, right. you know, and, and so I have a lot of compassion for people that are kind of stuck in that. So people get stuck in these things because that's how they've been taught. Mm. That's what they've learned. That's where it gives them kind of a charge, you know, some power. But all of these things are really related to to kind of like an ego attachment, a power attachment. They're not coming from love. They're coming from fear. They're coming from defensiveness. They're coming from protecting, you know, protecting something. And not saying being a pushover, and I'm not being saying being I um, a wet noodle, but I am saying that there is, there are other ways to deal with people that you disagree with. You know, there are other ways, but it's got to be authentic. It's got to come from a place of authenticity. Right. So when I kept seeing loving awareness, you know, I, I, I hope it's not an ego thing. I believe my essence is love and being loving. So we have this podcast called Exploring Awareness, and we talk about awareness all the time. And I now to hear loving awareness, I'm like, ooh, that's like two of my new favorite things is awareness and then loving awareness. And I, how can we bring love to awareness? Well, I think that awareness by itself is really not complete it's more of a a blanket word when we talk about our mindfulness activities and we talk about being mindful or aware of the breath and the body and the thoughts and the emotions and identifying as awareness right so that's kind of a process that we go through. And then when we do that, then awareness is not an end in and of itself either. It's the connection to that loving, joyful, 
peaceful presence that then emerges from the awareness. So I always say the that with you know from the awareness, from doing this awareness process, there's such a sense of love that comes from that because it's no longer fear and it's no longer defensiveness. It's like to be able to be aware of the present moment as it is results in a feeling of love and peace and joy. And so joyful awareness, peaceful awareness, loving awareness, you know, these are all words that describe the sense of being that is revealed when we do these mindfulness practices. So do you, do you get a sense for that? It's a uncovering the love that's already there. So we can use the word loving awareness as the kind of source of our being, of our presence, like our soul. Aha. Uh-huh. Do you feel into that? You know, you, well, yeah, because, you, you know, know, I love Ram Das, and he actually has like an, a loving awareness meditation. And he said, loving awareness is the soul. He said, I am loving awareness. I'm aware of everything. I'm aware of my body and my senses and my mind. I'm aware of it all, but I notice that I'm loving all of it. I'm loving all the world. And when I'm loving awareness, I'm aware of everything outside, but pulling into the heart, the spiritual heart brings me to loving awareness. So yeah, you can like meditate on it. Maybe we'll do that later. I don't know what you have in mind. No, we will. We will. And so like, like we always run into this problem of using words to describe something that is an experience. Hmm. And I, I want to encourage all of our listeners, you know, the, the conversation is nice to listen to, but but really the only way to understand loving awareness is to experience it for yourself. So we can say, yes, it's there. And we can say Ram Dass says it's there and Jack Kornfield and Tara Brock and everybody who talks about these things, they're talking about it because they've experienced it themselves and you as well. So it's like, yeah, so join us in that experience of of loving awareness, and then it becomes obvious. Because if you don't feel it after a conversation, or you since you can't really think it up, right, it might seem unattainable, but the, the method to experience loving awareness does require some dedication to being able to be aware of your thoughts and that means you'll have to sit and watch your thoughts Mm. well a couple of things i feel like people are thinking what are they talking about loving awareness what that sounds so out there like loving awareness what does that mean but we started with a very practical example like of your kids and you know yeah. if something goes wrong there's a practical application of loving awareness but then we talk about loving awareness is your soul and i hope people listening to that can feel that and to understand that and like you said you sometimes you just can't give words to it but 
I feel like it, loving awareness comes from my soul. I don't know if it defines my soul. I'm really into my soul lately. I don't, I don't know. Are you into your soul? Do you talk about your soul much? Do you want people to see your soul? Are you yeah, I don't use soul the word soul person? as much as, as other people. No. Yeah. No. I was thinking, you don't. Yeah. I don't use the word soul so much, although I, I resonate with that word. I, and I think a lot of people do from their, maybe their religious traditions know kind of what soul is, you know, that deeper sense of place. Hmm. To me, my soul is kind of like my core. Yeah. I feel yeah, like I, it's like I, my home right. base. Right. I don't know why. I'm, I just feel like it's such a powerful word because you can talk about your ego and you can talk about your psyche and you can talk about your personality. But when you talk about your soul, like you're grounded in your soul and that's where your loving awareness comes from. To mm-hmm. me, it gives it like, I don't know, some power or a sense of something. Absolutely. I, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I think that Whatever that is within us that we feel, and soul is another word, but, you know, soul has a loving sense to it and a peaceful mm. sense to it and a, and a joyful sense to it as well. So Hopefully. soul and awareness, yeah, yeah they, 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 are, they are similar. They are similar. But I, I don't generally use the word soul, but certainly I'm not limited to words either. You know, we can use right. whatever words make sense for us. Yeah. And I don't know if you want to undertake this conversation or not, but you talked about love and fear. And a lot of people say fear is the opposite of love. And I don't think love has any opposite. And we talk about that, the joy that has no opposite. Why does love have to have an opposite? Do you think it does? No, you could say, well, on one level, the opposite of love is hate. Right. There you go. um, But when we're talking about, you know that's mental love and and uh, and reactionary love, but no, we're not talking about the mind. We're talking about being aware of our thoughts. So if we were aware of love or hate as an emotion, when you become aware of those things, then it gets transformed into presence, and then the love that comes from that. So so you could even have a hateful thought and. People have hateful thoughts all the time. We all have a shadow. We all have some negativity. But the beautiful thing about this is, you know, you can think, well, you know, your thoughts, hateful thoughts versus loving thoughts. And yes, that seems like an opposite. But if you take those hateful thoughts and you take a breath and you say, you know, I'm having hateful thoughts. (laughs) I'm having these negative thoughts. My shadow side is coming up. It no longer controls you because now you're aware of it, right? Ah, Within yeah. the awareness, again, is the love. So it's like transforming hate into love, transforming hate into presence. It's like, can I be present to the fact that I am having a negative thought right now? Not be afraid of it because a lot of people are afraid of their shadow. You want to push it and, and hide it. But you know what happens when you hide your shadow? It comes out hmm. as anger and as depression and as revenge. So bring it into light. You see it. You see your fear. You see your hate. You see your shadow. Hold it. See it. And in the awareness of that, you identify as awareness. You are not hate and fear 
You are the awareness of that. Hmm. Hate and fear kind of come and go. All things kind of come and go. And when you have developed your awareness muscle enough and connected to this core that doesn't have any of that in it, these things come up. It's like, wow, wow, I really had a negative feeling there. And then move on. And maybe have some compassion for yourself. Yeah, of course. It's like, geez, you know, I realize I have that thought because so-and-so did such and such to me, mm-hmm. right? It's like, oh, yeah, there's where it's from. But if there's a fear, your mind can be afraid of your thoughts. That's probably another reaction. And so when we've been practicing awareness, we can take a few breaths and say, wow, that really was inappropriate thought I just had. Can loving awareness be another method of self-compassion as well? Well, loving awareness is the source of self-compassion. Really? Mm -hmm. I really think so. Loving awareness. Loving awareness is the source of self-compassion. Right. So when you're practicing loving awareness, that's where self-compassion comes from and compassion for others as well. And why is self-compassion so hard? Well, because you've got thoughts and history and reactions going on that are really strong and Mm. really serve your lower instincts to protect yourself and to defend yourself and to get revenge. I mean, that's what we do as human animals. There's that part of that that's built in for our own protection. So I think people who have a difficult time with self-compassion, of course, I'm going to include myself because we all know we need to love ourselves and self-compassion is the way to do that. But loving awareness is kind of like a a doorway to self-compassion. Bingo. Exactly. That's right. I really think that that's an answer to people who have problems with self-compassion. So is that our pillow talk embroidery for for the <laughs> <laughs> loving awareness is the doorway to self-compassion. I think that, yes. that's an important, important note to make. It is, yeah. but it, it still sounds a little esoteric and a little sounds a little, you know, unless you know how to do that. And I, always, as you know, like to go back to the how, because otherwise it sounds a little preachy. So I was like, well, how do you do that? How do you, how do I, how do we talk to someone out there who's like, well, how do I do that? And that's where we move into the guided meditation part, which we could do now, if you'd like to, to, to try that. Yeah, let's, I'm ready. The intention of this meditation will be to connect to loving awareness and experience that as a source of self-compassion and compassion for others. And so we talk about how. How do we experience loving awareness? Well, let's work on awareness. And let's first become aware of our bodies in the chairs where we're sitting or laying down or wherever you might be, right? And so moving then from a listening to a conversation to now becoming aware of yourself. 
and listening to yourself. And being present to exactly what's happening. And so what's exactly happening right now is your body is in a chair. Listening to me. Your feet on the floor. Your back upright. Your hands folded over your lap. And taking a deep breath in. Feel the air. Go in over your nose, into your lungs. Filling your lungs. And exhaling. And so just being present to that even I mean, this is actually a very loving act because your body keeps functioning because you're exchanging the oxygen and carbon dioxide that keeps you living. And so this breath is this precious kind of gift. And you just may sense the love in this breathing. But um, you can definitely work on being aware that you're breathing. It may take some concentration because your mind will probably want to wander. But as soon as it does go back and just feel the air go over your nose, into your lungs, back out again. And so even now you've 
giving yourself a gift of sitting and being aware of the breath. And you might already feel a little calmer, a little more relaxed. Either you've done something for yourself, which already might be self-compassion. This compassionate thing, a loving thing that you've stopped your racing thoughts and your busyness just to be with yourself. And so just give yourself the opening that even this simple act is, is one of compassion. And then you can scan your body and for many people, the body doesn't have a problem. And for many people, the body does have a problem, a pain, a cancer some other disease that you don't want. But right now, we're just being present to whatever is. It may be neutral, it may be something wrong. And you may have resistance. What if you just present to what is as it is? And be very compassionate thing for you to do for yourself. The resistance drops. A sense of relief, a sense of joy, presence. And maybe you got mental stories, you have tra traumas, disappointments, unmet expectations, broken heart, very painful, resist, 
but gently, little by little. And bring those into awareness. And instead of pushing them away, working through them, maybe with someone to talk to, where is that coming from? Compassion. So bringing awareness to what is and opening a sense of acceptance. It's not just awareness, but it's awareness with with an acceptance and a sense of being, which you can also use the word compassion and love. It's not just sterile awareness, but it's kind of alive with the you know, sense of it's okay. Because in the present moment, right now, everything is okay. And that can be followed by a sense of joy. It's like, wow, relief and peace. then your mind may come back and say, uh-uh, this is too bad. And you bring that to awareness as well and just maintain that. Get to know it because it's there all the time. But we're using this, these mindfulness techniques to explore it, to discover it within ourselves. Yes, they'll get covered up. But we return and get to know it. Yeah, and then accessing it becomes easier. And so your brain goes off into a daydream. You know, sometimes for five or 10 minutes. But then you notice, you become aware that you've been daydreaming. That's the moment of awareness. And then you may say, ah, oh, I've just wasted my time or I'm doing this wrong. Okay, become aware of the judgment. It's all normal. 
and go back to your breath. Practice being aware of the breath. Sometimes things get overwhelming. You can go feel your body and be grounded back in your body. And sometimes it's too overwhelming and you just got to stop, get up, take a walk, try later. You can't force yourself you know, to love yourself and to love others. And sometimes it just doesn't seem possible. But bringing the impossibility to awareness and transforms it into presence, transforms it into a loving acceptance of whatever's happening. Something that isn't affected by thoughts because it's awareness of the thoughts. And so giving yourself this gift is such a compassionate act for you and for the people around you. And then perhaps you could be patient with yourself as you work through all the years of kind of habits and expectations and all of these things. But as you keep practicing, things become clearer. And your life becomes your life. And your thoughts and actions are informed by this loving awareness and joy and peace. that come from within, not from someplace else.
and maybe then you connect to words you've learned, soul, God, Christ, Buddha nature, and whatever words you want to use that reflect that deeper connection to something. You know, maybe this meditation becomes a prayer, a dwelling, a sense of being. And so no matter what comes up, the shadow comes up, the negativity comes up as part of our human experience. Absorb that, transform it into presence. And just notice what that does. For your own sense of compassion, not because you thought it, but because you just were present to it. and enjoy it. And remember it. And when there's difficult situations, take a few deep breaths and connect back. And maybe, you know, the, instead of reactions, there'll be a response. And you'll know, and you'll know what the kind of compassionate response from loving awareness is. And you'll know when there's a reaction. And when there's a reaction, awareness of the reaction, loving awareness, The next time may be different. The past is gone. The future is yet to come. 
what we have is this precious present moment. On our big fun journey. So we'll close now with a couple of breaths. And then one deep one. And then you can open your eyes and stretch. And we'll see how Lisa's doing. <laughs> That took a lot of awareness on my part to not get caught up in the emotions of several things that you were saying. So what do you mean took a lot? You would, you said some things that really moved me and I thought I just want to be right now. I just want to breathe and meditate. So I'm just going to be aware that you just said something that really moved me and I'm not going to get all caught up in it. I'm just going to keep right. breathing and meditating. Great. So it's awareness and action. <laughs> awareness and action. And, and is there a sense of loving awareness that comes mm -hmm. from that? Yeah, absolutely. I well, I, you know, I love my shoelaces. That's how I choose to live life. I love everyone and everything. And one of my new mantras is like a day should not go by without some sense of love. And it's easy, comes easy for me. And so loving awareness, and I told you, I kept seeing it like, let we have to talk about this. Why do I keep seeing it? And the fact that we concluded that loving awareness is the doorway to self-compassion for me and hopefully for everyone listening, you can feel that and it, it can help you. Right. So I'd like to encourage everyone to try to practice a little every day. Yeah. And like Lisa said, you know, you can connect to that sense of core and experience some love and some peace and joy every day. And let it inform how your day unfolds. And if you get caught up in a moment that's not going your way, just have some loving awareness of that moment and of yourself. And maybe you'll respond more peacefully than react in anger. And then you lower your blood pressure, you lower your stress level, and it'll all work out for the best you that you can be. Well, and send us an email. You know, we'd yeah. love to hear from you. Our email address is exploringawareness at gmail.com. And we'll email you back. We like to read them and uh, we like to connect with you, our listeners. And for me, I'm just, and I know Frank feels the same way, just grateful that you're listening. And, and we want to hear our, why. I would like to know, you know, what are you hearing us say? What are you getting out of this? Or what can you contribute? I mean, it's a, it's a two-way street. You know, we're not just talking because we're the experts we're talking and sharing and thinking and hopefully connecting with you so that's where you can help us by emailing us and telling us what you're hearing or what you're learning or what you're feeling exploring awareness at gmail.com 
And you can find us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. We're out there on all the popular social media platforms. And we know people listen all over the world. So that would really be cool to hear from somebody. We're in the United States. We're in Michigan. That's where we are. Where are you? I would love to. Wouldn't you want to know, Frank, who's listening where? And what Yes, I know. You know, yeah. we look at that map and we see yeah. Australia and Great Britain and China and everybody. So Drop us a line. If you'd like to be on the show sometime, we'd love to have a chat with you. I'm sure other listeners would as well. Right. Well, thank you again so much for listening. Goodbye, everybody. Have a great week. This podcast is not an attempt to practice medicine or provide specific medical advice, nor does use of this information establish a physician-patient relationship. Listening to this podcast does not replace medical consultation with a qualified health or medical professional to meet the health and medical needs of you or others. If you are having problems, please see your primary care provider or your local mental health professional.